Welcome back. Hello. It's the Spilling the Tea podcast. Hello. Uh, that's Tina. And I'm Gabriel. Hello. Welcome. Uh, this is the best tea review podcast. Oh, yeah. Like we know what we're doing. We know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> At this point, I think you could say we are aficionados. <laughs> We don't know what we're doing. It's just whether it tastes good or not. <laughs> we to our particular taste to buds. our particular palates, whether they taste good or not, and usually they taste good. <laughs> usually they taste pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, nine times out of ten. There was but, that one time. It, yeah, and yeah, and that that. Uh, what was the uh, night of the oh, iguana? Yeah, night of the iguana wasn't good, and you it, didn't like the chocolate chai. But I like the chocolate chai. Oh, was it night of the iguana? I don't know. There was one that all I could taste that it could taste turmeric too much or something. Yeah, something too much. But anyway. Anyway, to this week, we're drinking island coconut. Island coconut. It's black tea with um, pieces of real coconut in it. It's not artificially flavored. It's from the English tea store. And I've tasted mine, and it's rather, I find it rather delightful. I haven't tasted mine. I should say that we, it's, this is not actually a tea review podcast. <laughs> we talk about Tina's life mostly, uh, but I, I shouldn't. Yeah, don't, 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 that. don't be misled. Don't this be is not about tea. This is the fact that, as you say, well, while you little, sit, it's a little bit about tea. That we, that you asked me to get together once a week, um, to for me to tell stories about my life over a cup of tea um, so that um, it's a thing where generations or your children or nieces or nephews or grandchildren or whatever, um, whatever happens, would get to know who this crazy Tina was in her theater career and the reason it's T-E-E is because that was one of my nicknames. So, that's that. What do you think? I don't know if this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'll, I'll say to, to my palate, uh, this might not be the best of teas. Okay. Uh, Isn't that funny? Remember the time... Oh, I no, need to I let it cool off a little bit so I can take like a bigger mouthful. Yeah. I think maybe I need... Well, it says this one does taste good with milk, and of course I always have milk. I was thinking that maybe this could use milk. Take so. a sip of mine. Okay, I'll take a little sip of yours. And um, so the reason, I'll tell you the reason why. Oh, see, that's better. All right. <laughs> you want to go get some milk in it? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'll, gonna... ta I'll talk. I'll yeah. talk. I'll, okay. Yeah, vamp. So the reason. Okay, the reason why I chose this one is um, I was thinking talking theater career we kind of left off in the early 1980s and in the early 1980s is when I for the first time took a vacation to an island any vacation I took before then was either staying where I was because I was poor and couldn't go anyplace and I would just take class every day um, or or too I was working all the time when I was poor then I couldn't take time off waitressing or whatever other jobs um, and uh, other vacations when I could afford to go away I would always go to a place that had like a dance camp for example um, in France, we always got, because we were part of the government, um, we always got, like, the full month of August off. As in, Euro in Europe, European countries, workers get a full month off. It's fabulous. That's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm back. Yeah. I, I talked a little bit loud so you could hear in the kitchen. I didn't hear. I, I wasn't. Um, I, I actually tuned so, out. So, for example... A month off when I lived in France, I went up to Copenhagen and uh, did a whole dance camp up there with Paul Sanisardo, you yeah. know, that type of thing. So this vacation was the very first. 
I took it with my first husband, and um, it was to Barbados. Ooh. It was beautiful. And we had uh, our motel, I mean, our hotel was on, it wasn't on the side, the calm side, where all the um, the parasailing and all of that is. It was on the open ocean side. It's gorgeous. Wow. Absolutely gorgeous. Um I, it was it was it was a ball. It was a ball. Um, the breezes, the island breezes, every evening, so that you never had to, like, use air conditioning or anything. And we got a jeep. I had to drive it because I knew how to drive stick shift. Oh, okay. But it <laughs> because Barbados then was British, still British colony. I think they've gotten their independence very recently. Um, the every, the driving was on the opposite side of the road. Right. So the stick was I had to use was with the, my left hand. The steering wheel and steering wheel was on the right as opposed okay. to okay, and so the car every, was on and, the right, and right, the and the car was on the left. Yes. Okay. Every it's, it's ev- the double reverse, just like just like in Ireland. Yeah. Where the steering wheel is on the other side, you drive on the other side. Just because some places it's like you only drive on the other side, but the steering wheel is in the same place. It's probably where they get the cars, if the cars are manufactured mostly with the market as um, countries. That, you know, like most of Europe, you, in Germany and stuff like that, in France, you, dri- you drive as, in the same way as in the United States. Right, that's where so it, there, it's only the, like the British. But the steering wheel is on the other side. Um, colony type places uh the, the former colonies or connected to the british empire although in india i don't know where they drive anyway my driving stick shift with the left hand was go-dum, go-dum, go-dum. i mean it took some doing but it was lovely um the only thing yucky i found about barbados was uh because they have the big sugar fields, you know, plantations and stuff like that. Uh-oh. And in, I tell you, when you, anybody who puts down any kind of farm worker or migrant worker or stuff like that, not only is it in the baking sun yeah, that you no, have to it's... till the soil and reap, sow and reap, in the troughs, in these sugar canes, the the bugs there I swear they had these there were these centipedes that I swear to God were 18 inches to two feet long it was like going horror film um, to me and they could sting and bite they could sting and bite and they were like orangey yellow with all of these legs and long and thick oh so the workers had to deal with these things you know they probably took machetes i was gonna say oh it's disgusting it's you know so anyway um all right so and then they used those machetes right on the on the sugar cane and then Could we? I don't know how. Oh, I just. I mean, I can't imagine. Anytime I see people, you know, like with the picking cotton out in the blistering sun, and what, what cotton plants do to your hands, the bleeding and stuff. It just, God, we take for granted. Oh, I don't even like to go. This has nothing to do. I shouldn't say this in this podcast. No, I mean, I'm I'm wandering in my mind. I don't even like to go to a. You pick them strawberry or raspberry and or blueberry in the middle of the summer oh because you're bent over halfway yeah the sun is coming down especially like when the plants aren't that high the sun is coming down you're sweating and the the bugs are around and and it's like no somebody pick them for me but then i feel so badly for the person who has to pick them for me (laughs) (laughs) so I man, any 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 of the workers in in fields and farms, I applaud you. Um, okay, so you seem okay with apples. It was that, that's high. That's and high. It's high, and it's in the fall. And it's in the fall. You have to wear a little jacket. You do. You do often have to wear. A it's little not jacket. sweat. I, you know me. I don't like to sweat like that. I don't mind sweating. I didn't in dance class and stuff like that. But like activity, just, but just. 
just hot weather sweating is makes me cranky, cranky. I I will yell at people because I'm cranky. I don't like heat like that. It affects my mood. I'm a, I'm a winter girl, gal, old lady. Um, Alas. Um, okay. All right. So, all right, so. Um, so that was Barbados with the bugs and the fields and. But it is, that's the only, and I have to say the island breezes, it wasn't like you, it wasn't like bugs um, while you'd sit like on the patio, you know, having a. Punch or whatever. Um, kept it away. It was only interior um, in these fields. It's it was only the centipedes mostly. I I didn't like that. <coughs> um. Anyway, okay. So, theater wise, um, this is after. After Most Happy Fellow, you know, Broadway, Most Happy Fellow's second Broadway show. I, I worked steadily in different things. Um, for example, in 1981, I did, uh, with First Husband, um, off-Broadway show, double feature. It was only six people. Um... And it, it was really fun. The cast was really fun. It was choreographed by Graziella's assistant before I became her assistant, Adam Grammis. Sweet, sweet guy. Died of AIDS. Oh. oh, it was awful. I, oh my God. I, he, uh, it, it, for some people with AIDS, like with Alex McKay, it, it, uh, I mean, be, besides the carposis, you know, the, the uh, lesions that would happen on the skin, with Alex, it, like, hit his brain that, oh. um, I mean, it was, it was like talking with somebody with complete dementia before he died. With, with Adam, it was so heartbreaking. His mind was fine. His body was just deteriorating. And um, a few of us, you know, were like, he had, toward the end, he had a nurse at home in his apartment. And there was a small group of us. You know, you kind of, as I mentioned before, you'd kind of pick and choose. So many people were dying, you'd kind of pick and choose who you were going to see it through. Yikes. And I remember being up there one time, and this is when he was getting really weak. And the nurse had put the, this isn't about career or anything, but friend, the nurse in the back of his, you know how you can get an IV in the, the back of your hand, in the top? Yeah. Um, not the palm side, but right, the other right. side. Yeah. She put the IV in and, you know, for fluids. And I was sitting with, he loved watching game shows. So we were sitting watching game shows and uh, he kept going, ow, ow, and I was like, "What's what's wrong? Mm. What's wrong?" And ow, like this little lamb, you know, but saying ow, and he tried to lift his hand, and the IV had been put in wrong so that it had blocked and all oh, of the fluid. It geez. was like this three-inch ore ball of skin on top of his hand because it was all... I don't know whether his vein had collapsed or whatever. It, but So it was like, oh, just the most... With AIDS, the most horrible death for these young, lovely people. Okay, so anyway, going back. Double feature, it was, it was um, supposed to have been done... It was... Supposed to have been done like Tommy Toon, big production, all of this, Broadway, you know, go out of town Broadway. And the writer, though, who wasn't an experienced writer, um, was also the producer. He was investing in it. Okay. And um, I've read about this. I didn't know it at the time. 
but Tommy and that team um, said, okay, we just need a lot of rewrites, you know, and it's going it, to, they, you know, fixing it and how to make, the premise was great. Now, it needs a lot of work. Well, sure. this writer refused. Oh. I'm not changing a word of my work and this and that, you know, so it was like, oh, boy. So they went, forget about it. You yeah. Know? All right. So he decided to produce it himself. And we were in a small off-Broadway, no, a a decent off-Broadway theater, small, but on Lexington Ave. And um, it it was, he didn't want to change anything, even in this small venue. So it was, I've forgotten who, I've forgotten who directed it, but Adam choreographed, and... uh, it was kind of like, okay, we'll just get through this, you know. Sure. And the only thing bad, quote, bad that happened with me that I I am ashamed to say I threw a hissy fit <laughs> was um, there were many, my first husband and I, we had a, we were like the dancing couple that were in the imagination of um, the four main characters. Okay. Um. And kind of reflecting their life. It was about marital problems or, you know, stuff like that. But we were like the old-fashioned movies, whether it was a Gene Kelly-type thing or a Fred Astaire-type thing or um, a, a, a burlesque-type thing, a vaudeville-type thing, whatever, that reflected what was going on in the scene. Okay. And it was, so it was kind of, we were kind of the escapism. Um, and... So there were many fast changes and different looks. So I had this base wig that then, in these quick changes, they would add, like, a hat to it. Or a, or here's bangs. We're taking the bangs off. We're adding a... We're pulling it back fast, adding a bond. Or, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. Just to, um, to make... Because, of course, to off Broadway, different and you have a low budget. And... You know, yeah. So there was one piece of this wig that they would put on and this was for one where I'm being lifted up in the air more you know it was, it was technical it was very Fred Astaire-ish um, lyrical and this one piece that kept on falling down in front of my face it was it would stay on with only one pin and this, it was like having a squirrel tail <laughs> in front of my face while I'm trying to dance. Just like a tick-tock, tick-tock. A, yeah. thing. So, you know, first time it happens, we have to fix this. So, you know, we need extra bobby something, you know, because it's, oh, you know, it's falling down. Nicely. Next night, deep, 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 squirrel tail in my face again. Yeah. And I was like, and I mean, hanging down like, no, yeah. Over it, to my lips. It wasn't like a little curl. It was this... It's like a full... Full thing. It was blonde. But I, I say squirrel tail because that's like... It's long. It's yeah. about that length. So, second time, hmm, can we try this, you know, n- n- not when I'm running on stage, to figure out what's going on. So it had the, you know, came in early, whatever. Okay, looked at... We have it fixed... I go on stage, bloop, 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 falls down again. Okay, is it something because it's a quick change that it's not (laughs) staying on, you know? And I said, if this happens again, it's dangerous. I can't see. It's a small stage. I'm being lifted into the air overhead, stuff like that. It's, this is not acceptable. I talked to the director. I talked to him. We got to do something. It's distracting. It doesn't look good for the audience. Yeah, and it's 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 yeah everything. Everything. So I go on stage again. This was the fourth or fifth time, and I warned them. I said, "If this falls down again, I'm leaving stage." <laughs> bleep bleep bleep. It comes down. I went fuck it. I chasséed myself off. I went, I am not going back on stage again. Wow. I picked up my bags. Oh, no. I went in the dressing room, 
fuck this, picked up my bags, and left. Not, I, said, I, I just, I, it was like, I'm not going back on stage at all. This is it. Well, <clears throat> then they had to, like, the poor four actors, they, like, <laughs> and this they, they one was supposed to come up and dance with me. <laughs> ding, 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 looked up stage and was like, where is she? <laughs> you know, so they had to wing it the rest of the oh. evening. And my ex-husband Poor stayed. Them. He did, you know, he like tried to figure out how to dance alone up there, you know, the rest of the time. The wig was fixed the next day. Well. I never had trouble again, but it that was a diva hissy fit. It, it was. It was. Um. Because there wasn't a problem. It was only that one number. But I had had it. I had had it. So, all right. So, that I do, I have done some things that I'm ashamed of. But I mean, you gave them chances. I did. I did everything. But, I don't know. It, well, you have to, under, you know what it is, too, is that all of us were getting a little, the show sucked. It was really bad. So, to keep up a good performance face, you know and, and to put your you're all into it it's like can you just fix the fucking wig yes. with a smile because this is hard enough right i mean we you can you look out in the you can see the audience cuz it was a small house and to see like people leaving and you know or not saying boo but Head in their hands, like watching. Really it. I mean, it was or, awful. Okay, it was awful. So <laughs> we knew we officially opened on a Thursday or a Friday, and it was because of his words that it was. Oh, because the 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 book. I mean, his words, and he might have written the lyrics too. I don't know. It was it was just bad. <laughs> Not the premise. The ex, the the writing of it, and he wouldn't. We, you know, when you're in a small cast, and it's like knowing it's not working. You kind of know then. Uh, you don't get sheltered from the fights that are going on to try to make it better. Yeah. You know, and and stuff like that. As yeah. opposed to what I told you about most happy fella. Right, there right, was, right. There were problems, but we they were do totally it behind sheltered. The scenes. Totally yeah. sheltered. This was. You know, so the guy, he, uh, we we opened on like a, a Thursday. We had like three performances, that we, and we knew we were going to close. It was there's no, no <laughs> way. It was it was panned like oh my, not the act. I mean, it was kind of the thing of, oh my god, these poor actors having to say this <laughs> stuff, you know, and. The um, the choreography got a good review, but oh my god, you know the Jeez. writing sucks. You know, um, so we we were just kind of lo- we were then looking forward to oh by Sunday we pack up we're gone. This will be you know love you all see ya. This you know we're out of yeah. here because it's going to close. <laughs> and this writer producer had the gall to ask us to do an extra performance on that Sunday night, because I think the Sunday matinee was going to be the end, to do an extra performance so that his tennis club could come and see it. Oh, no. He was going to invite all his friends to come and see it. We said no. (laughs) No. I'll pay you for it. Nope. We're done. Boom. We are not marionettes for right. your tennis club, you know. So what else with that? Oh, got married. My first marriage got married during double feature. Okay. On a day off. Um, we... <laughs> on a day off. That's yeah, nice. literally. literally. It, it was... Um, we had a church wedding. 59th Street was Stevens, Stevens Church. Any kind of ceremony? Any... Oh, no, no, no. It was in the church. It was a small wedding. But what was very moving about it, and my, my best friend then, Darcy, she was my best lady. Um, um, small, 
immediate family and some a few friends. Um, but purposely, my mother had died in May of that year, and we got married in 1981. What? That sentence sounds like purposely your mother died in... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, well no. maybe. No, but on, maybe on, on purpose, on, on her... Jury's out on that. Yeah, that's yeah, it's suicide or not. Let's let's we don't know. We'll never we don't know. know. Um there's suspicions and certain evidence, but it if it was suicide it wasn't messy, it was pills. Yeah, there you go. And so she died in her sleep. Um No, all right, so she had died she had died the May before um May before um, in the fall, her birthday was September 14th. So, and that was a day off for us. Okay. So planned it for, so that it's, so that she could be a part of it. Yeah, without, that's nice. And then what we did, my father was there and what we did was after the, after the, um, the mass part of it, whatever, and after after communion, I don't know. Before, one of those times when you, in a mass when you can do what you you can do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like when when they're reading one of the gospels. But it, I think it was after communion, but before. Uh, before the sermon. It, no, after that, because the communion's after the sermon. I don't know. It was maybe no, maybe it was before communion. And what then, because then you go into, I don't know, then when you have the right... communion when everyone's hanging out? I don't know. I can't remember. But what I did is we had, on the side of the altar, we had a special big candle that was like in honor of my mom. And my father and I went over and lit the candle. I'm going to tear up. We lit the candle, and my father, who, you know, doesn't cry, I mean, this tough old guy, he just grabbed me. Oh. It, it was, and the tears started coming, so I, I started crying, and it was, it was a, a perfect way to include her, but so gut-wrenching for the two of us at the same time. Absolutely. You know, and he was so thankful for that. So, um, yeah, so then the reception was at one of our favorite restaurants, a smaller restaurant. Um, it was really fun. It was really fun. You know, a couple of big tables, but that's it, you know. Yeah, so, no, it was cool. Okay, so that closed. Then during that time, I did a lot of um, industrials. I had mentioned Milliken, which was big industrial. And in, in, in industrial, just to remind, is... Yeah, because I'm picturing you in construction safety no, gear. No, industrial and... is when I come... Uh, all right. I did many for IBM. And what an industrial is, is when IBM and or a company invites their employees... Their employees or higher-ranking employees... But, I mean, big, like... 500 at least, yeah. um, to a resort or, yeah, to a resort. Like one of their big expos. Yes. And they get to, they, they take, there are seminars for, for them. Um, th and then there's an industrial for us is a show where they would have different speakers, different, um, Performers. The CEO there would gets be on, like pep, pep talks. And... There may be an introduction of a new machine. And so, industrials, we would do like four or five numbers. What I did mostly is um, I choreographed like five numbers for employees of IBM. The employees would come and audition. And we'd pick 
the best ones. You know, they were never like great dancers and stuff, but sure. they could move. Yeah. And they got to um, be in New York for like two, three weeks rehearsal. Um, we, there was a soundtrack, but there was them in a, in a recording studio. That's fun. So they really, you know, it was great for yeah. them. They worked really hard. No, yeah, they'd get the whole... They got that, and then they got the industrial at the resort, too. You know, so um, those were, they were kind of hand-picked, you know, and we had an IBM guy with us all the time. He was... I've forgotten his name, but he was a blast, really nice. And he would always, you know, he was there like as editor or yeah, yeah, rah, rah guy, sure. you know, and to take care to make sure that we actually treated the IBM employees well. Yeah. And um, my assistant was Susan Danielle. So we had a blast <clears throat> together. And we were nice, you know, and stuff like that. So we got hired as a team pretty often to, yeah that. like i don't know two three years in a row um and uh yeah so it was great we and so it was um we go like we'd stay at the fountain bleu in uh the in Miami, and Susan and I'd be out on the beach, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do rehearsals, and but it, it they're they're a blast. Then I got to uh, do. Um, I choreographed on my own sometimes too. Or what happened is a solo was choreographed for me. That I was a solo dancer, so that I would, I they would like send me, um, go out to Palm Springs to this in, industrial, do your solo, fly me home, you know, and okay. I could get like two, three thousand dollars a pop, nice. you know, for that. Yeah, I have a, I have a, uh, uh oh, I touched that. It's okay. It's been, it's been working well since. Okay, I um, I have a recording of that too, um, that I can show you sometime. Okay. Um, so that was, that's so industrials filled in. I also, um, did, they would hire dancers for the Tony Awards. Back then, you know, we'd be like the Tony dancers, okay. you know, or there'd be different specials like, um, oh God, there was one and, and you would get, um. Because those were televised, you'd get after pay plus equity oh. pay. So it was, I mean, I it was working steadily. Good money happening, you know. With these events and things. Yeah, yeah. So that was steady. One, one, um, one TV special I did was called Night of a Hundred Stars. And it was like a hundred stars, hundred of them. Hundred. I mean, some would just do cross-ons and off, you know. That's and then they, they, I think, the next year or two years later, they did like the second hundred night of a hundred stars. Oh. <laughs> wow. um, but we had numbers to do. But what happened <clears throat> with that one was the choreographer Albert. Um, I had gone to school with, and he was partners with. Um, Oh. oh, you're getting a telephone call. I never get It's probably scam. Okay. Um, Sorry about that background better, noise. Yeah. Um, with John Kander. They've been together for decades and decades. But he choreographed a lot of the Tonys and a lot of the a lot of these special things. And he did industrials and He's shows. He's an extravaganza man. Um, so I, he asked me to do it. Said yes, not of a hundred stars, and then um, when it came time for rehearsals, which was a couple of months later, um, I was about three months pregnant. That's with my husband. It was it yeah, was, right, right, it right. Was, I was and not me. this is at the beginning of yeah, not you, not me. This is the poor baby who died. This is the poor baby who died. It is. It is. 
But so we had like a six week rehearsal, and then anyway, I was uh, maybe more than a little bit more than three months because I know by the time we did the performance. I was five months pregnant. That's that is far for dancing. Yes, and what happened? Getting there. I didn't. Back then, you didn't tell anybody, you know, and I didn't know how big I was going to get or not. I was super active, you know. So it was interesting because, like, the uh, way back before, you know, a month or two before. The costume designer, I've forgotten his name. He had a whole, he wasn't just a designer, but he also had like a whole costume house that he could pull costumes from. He did a, a lot of like, uh, um, not Broadway shows, so Alvin, his name was. Not so much Broadway shows, but uh, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean it badly, cheaper budget okay. shows. You yeah. know, but he, he could costume a full Oklahoma sure. if you needed it, you know, that type of thing. So took measurements and this and that. And then we're getting closer to, <laughs> to the costume fitting time. And he puts the costume on and he went, Tina, you know, <laughs> this is, uh, I was getting busty and my waist was, you know. And, and he said, um... Have you been eating? You know, we got to, we got to, you got to lose some weight fast. And I said, I can't, you can't tell anybody I'm pregnant. (sighs) Well, he was such a darling (laughs) because he said, okay, we're going to make this work. I'll hide it, whatever, however I can so that he like would, um, if it was possible, he would put like a V heading in to make your waist look slimmer. Okay. He, whenever he could do something for do me, a because by the time we performed it, my I was like jiggle boobs. You know, <laughs> I mean, no, you know, I mean, if something is like a heart shaped yeah. top, um, you know, like a normal yeah. heart shaped dress or whatever. Yeah, like I always wear. I was out there and and my tummy was getting I mean and I said you know so did it Albert never said a word to me of what is going on with you so I don't know whether he learned it or just was like I can't deal with this. The fact that the fact that Tina's getting fat. I just, <laughs> you know, I mean, we knew each other so well, and and so anyway, um, that was interesting about That's that. Very interesting. About- yeah. No, I during that pregnancy, nobody. I suspected something was wrong because this is going to sound gross, but no, I had. I didn't know what being pregnant was like. I didn't know what was normal. And stuff was coming out of me that kind of looked like oatmeal. Ugh. Yeah. I won't say more, but I brought it up to curdled oatmeal. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's just... <clears throat> but I didn't know. I brought it up to the OBG. I, went, I mean, the, I had Fifth Avenue, high-class OBGYN oh. group. They never said anything that something could be wrong. Mm. I was 30. I wasn't in like danger, you know, pregnancy age or anything like that. Um, So I I would go to the beach. I'd go out to Jones Beach, you know, it's swimming. Um, I took ballet class every day, you know, and... That was fine. I mean, I'd be in a unitard with my belly out, you know, and, and yeah. Doug um, Wassel, Doug Wassel, the ballet teacher, he'd, you know, it was little things like he'd come up and go, would you please hold that stomach in? You know, like yeah. I'd be in an arabesque or a panche. You must hold that stomach in a bit more. You know, it was very, very sweet. Yeah. And I assisted Graziella on a, the show Smile. Um not the one that ended up going to Broadway, but the an inception of it before. 
And, uh, yeah, but then it was during Smile mm. in the August of that year that all of a sudden, at eight months, everything went downhill. Yeah. And I'll talk about that one another time. Sure. That experience. Um, A little cliffhanger there. Unless you want me to go into that. That's up to you. Uh, if, if I mean, there's about 20 minutes left, so that's if you wanted to get into that, you can get into that. If not, we can jump on to anything else. Um, okay, you know what? We're here. So, so this is what happened. So I'm feeling fine. There's no, you know... I don't know if I like this tea now that I've just taken another sip. The coconut is a little weird. I like it now that I'm, I've got milk in it and I'm drinking more of it. Um, but no, it is a little bit like, it, it's it's a little bit like a perfume that you'd get out of a bathroom. In a way, maybe that's what. Yet it's natural coconut, but. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a coconut perfume. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so I don't know that. I'm gonna try this Milk. as an iced tea. It's, it's a oh, that could be that could be refreshing uh, maybe. Again, a lot of these teas that I some of these teas that I don't particularly like hot are delicious as iced. All right, so um, I'm about two one one o'clock in the morning. I'm in bed. Um, Husband is there, and they, these cramps start, and water breaks. And I went, uh-oh. I was about three three weeks early, maybe four. I don't know. But it wasn't... That's not it insanely early. No, it didn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, you know, it's five months, and, you know. Yeah. So we went, okay, here we go. Um, got into a taxi, and I remember in the taxi going, no bumps, no bumps, <laughs> you know, I mean, this hurts. So they, they put us in, um, it was at Mount Sinai, and they put us in a room, like pre-delivery type room. Um, it wasn't very pleasant. It felt like it was, like, down in the basement. I mean, it, it wasn't... It wasn't like up and airy. And they had somebody come check how dilated I was and left us alone. Huh. And I, we were like, okay. Um, and then I started with back contractions. I can't tell you how much, besides the regular inner, you can have back contractions that... All the muscles in your back go into spasm each time. It is awful. So I was like, I think there's this thing called an epidural, you know. Right. Nobody's around. Nobody's coming in, you know. And we were like, all right, you know. And then so... um, it, it the pain, believe the pain was so horrific. It wasn't like oh let's do Lamaze breathing. It, right, was, it was I'm I'm crawling out of my skin. Yeah. Something's wrong. So we're in there like two hours by ourselves. Oh my god! Doctor finally comes in, and um, looking all harried. What find out later, I was the third or fourth emergency of that night. Okay. So that's why they were thinking she's she's young enough, you know, she's fine. Let her let her get fully dilated before we take care of her. Yikes, though. Oh, so comes in to look at me and goes, emergency. I mean, it was like ding 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 ding. I become the next emergency because. The baby was breech in a full split, you know, oh, head inside, no. full full breech. It was too late. I was too far along to get an epidural. Oh. So, too far along for a cesarean, so I had to deliver this vaginally. They rushed me to the emergency room. 
emergency delivery room. And I'll never forget this, the, the delivery room nurse, while the doctor was down, they literally took a razor and just sliced me back to my ass. Mm. It was because the formation, the way, I mean, it was the, with no anesthetic, no nothing. I, this, this, I'll never forget her, and wherever she is, I will always bless her. This strong African-American woman, nurse, just holding me, and she said, grab my arm and just dig in whatever you need. Uh, she was like, it was like an oak tree saying, I am here. You do, you do whatever you need to. I think she knew that this was like more pain than anybody could yeah. could endure, you know, without any kind of help. Yeah. Not even oxygen on my face. I mean, it was so I will I can even feel it now. My just I was saying thank you and just, you know, Grabbing onto her like like a limb, an oak tree limb, you know. So, I'm in I'm in the bed. I finally, the, I mean, the baby comes out, and of course I could tell when the baby was out, and then it's whisked away. They I just she put on she's baby's put on this cart and wheeled beside me, whisked away, and I was like. I saw a glimpse of this look perfectly formed body with this dark haired little girl, and it's like what what what's going on yeah and they said, and I have to say it was uh, there was this thing of this unabashed complete feeling of love that that welled up i mean it it's a feeling like you know after all of this pain. It was like this love that came up, and they said, um, "Having we need to get problem breathing. Baby isn't breathing." So I'm thinking, "All right, you know, so whatever you do, you yeah. know." Um, so they put me then in a uh, in the post op post op delivery room. And tell me that, I mean, my um, husband talked to them and the baby was put on life support because had no kidney in one lung. I always get this mixed up. I can't remember whether it's no kidneys in one lung or no lung, one kidney. It's Potter's syndrome. I think it's no kidney, one lung. No, I don't know. But the baby couldn't, had to be put on life support. They put me in this, the post-op delivery room where now I'm finding out that this baby is basically dead. Yeah. But... The, you know, being forced to stay alive with the other mothers, with their, yeah, their new babies and the families rejoicing, I honestly thought I was going to go mental yeah. I, because my, my, my body was going, where is it, where is it? My brain was going, is she dying? She dead? She dead? What? what? Yeah. And, and to hear the... The crying the of the other the... babies makes your body react, and so I said, uh, "A mental, I, I, uh, uh, and being, you know, I mean, I was shown up, you know, it was." So I said, "Get me out of here," and I, then the ob, one of my OBGYNs, I said, "Get here now." I could have sued them for malpractice. I'd be rich even today because 
they never notice the signs of no lungs, you know, kidney, no kidney, right. whatever. Didn't take seriously all Left of the you signs. For the two hours. Yes, and... all alone. It was. It could have been major lawsuit. Um, so they were like hovering over. Are you okay? What can we do? I said, get me a private room. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I'm going nuts. Yeah. I'm going nuts. So I did get a private room. And then um, husband, he was brought up to look at the little girl. We ended up post-mortem calling her Devin. We hadn't picked a name before, but we picked Devin afterwards. Um and then came down with the hospital and nurses and stuff, and they said, okay, here's the deal. Um, she's on complete life support. You know, they're pumping, I mean, complete. She's basically, she's, she's dead. Every, every, everything is hooked up. She may live on this life support for a month at most. She will never uh, function. She will be brain dead for the rest of her life. Or we can turn the machines off. It's your choice. The only thing I thank God for is I was in Mount Sinai, which was a Jewish hospital. (laughs) If I had been in a Catholic hospital at that time, I would not have had the choice, as long as they could keep pumping oh, air in no. and out of the, everything artificial, I could not in a Catholic hospital um, choose to turn choose to turn the machines off. That's so. I went up. You know, they put me in a wheelchair and and brought me up. Oh, who would want that? The sight of this little girl who looked. Gorgeous on the outside. Um, in one of those incubator, you know, um, clear dome things with needles sticking out of all over her body. They, they plastered with, um, you know, the electrode things, but the, the needles just in every part, and the gas mask, I mean, the oxygen tubes running down her throat and, and over her face, and I mean, just this, this, seeing this, I didn't know if somewhere in her um, she could feel pain, if she could, this wasn't. I mean, needles even into the back of your heel. Mm. It it was, and I said, that stop it, stop it. Yeah. I this is this is, I, no, this is not fair. This is not life. This is. Please end her suffering. Yeah. Don't do this. So, um. Stayed in the hospital a few more days, so we did, we, you know, and uh, and she was not viable, you know. I mean, right. So, you know, impossible. So, um, stayed in the hospital a few days, then went home. What was awful about going? What was awful is that I still had to do the sits baths to heal the stitches. Yeah. I had everything of a bad delivery but with no reward. Of course, my breast, um, that thing, when you stop, when you stop breastfeeding, or if you don't breastfeed, your breasts turn into rocks. Mm. So there's that. I'll never forget, I was lying on the sofa. I feel so badly. My cat, Bookie, who had, who had been with me already 10, no, she would, she had been with me like five years by then. Five, six years. She came up on the sofa, you know, she knew, and she came up close and, like, like started mm. kneading my Aww. breast. And I, I went, I 
pushed her off and I went, you're not my baby. I mean, I, I, it was, I was nuts. Uh, Understandably. Because I was supposed to be in rehearsal the next day, I called Graziella early in the morning and I said, I won't be coming into work today. I gave delivery and my baby's dead. Wow. I didn't talk about, I mean, she was like, she went, Tina, you, that phone call was, you were like this yeah. ice-cold crazy person, <laughs> you know? So ice cold. for about two weeks, I was this, I was healing, but I was, I was crazy. The grief, yeah. I, the grief was just, and the guilt, because... You can't help but think, what if I didn't, what if I had just stayed still? What if I didn't go swimming? What if I, you know, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? The doctors looked at it. Now, they said it was a genetic malformation in the same way that out of nowhere, it could be a two-headed cow. Sure. There wasn't anything that you did wrong. It, it, it was just... But they weren't as sophisticated as they are now. You know, so it was kind of like, it's genetic, but doesn't that mean that in one of us is uh, something that goes wrong? It, it was so... I I was like so... Not comatose, but just f- focused in a bad way yeah nothing is wrong with me you know that um jules fisher graziella's um husband they i mean they lived together for years before they got married the lighting designer um graziella said tina you have to see a therapist i don't need anybody you know I, i just and she said you are going to see Jules's therapist, who he went to all the time. You know, when he goes once a week, you yeah. know, that type of thing. Back then, he was smart enough to know that your mental health is really important, you know, and you need someone to talk to. But I was still, you know, growing up, nothing's ever wrong. You know, I don't need it. I don't need this. And so he set up an appointment, and I went in, and uh, she was this older woman. She was so sweet. And it wasn't like, let's go back to your parents. It was, tell me what you're feeling now. Boom. So I let it all out. And then um, she said, we started talking about the two-headed cow and the genetics. And <laughs> she said something. I can't remember what it was, but she made me laugh. It hit my funny bone. And my funny bone was as dry as a desert. Yeah. Up until then, nothing, nothing amused me. Nothing, you know, there was, I, I was, so she, she made me laugh. It was, it, and again, I can't remember what it was. And as soon as I laughed a little bit, I said, I'm going to be okay. I don't need to come back. And yeah. it was, it honestly, the grief stays. I mean, you've seen of even course. it would hit out of nowhere sometimes, decades of after. Course, it's it's something you never you never forget. You can quell it. You can talk about it. You, you know. Sometimes it, I can even uh, you know laugh about it. You know, and sure. stuff like that. But uh, um. No, the only other thing I'll say about how I was is that, and we're time's yeah, up, yeah. right? Oh, this is the last thing. <coughs> Graziella. All right, I, I this this trauma happened at the end of, toward the end of August, mid to end of August. My birthday September, mid September. I think I've told you this, but. Graziella, for my birthday, gave me this, like, super heavy, sharp knife oh. that you use, like, to carve beef. 
And she said, this is your personality. This is what you were. Just that steel. To face the trauma, you turned into a piece of steel and just cut through. You were ready to cut down anyone and anything that crossed you. It was that, I am going to be fine. Don't fuck with me. Which, of course, then made me laugh. And that, that, <clears throat> that gift made me see myself also. Huh. Which I can do. I can be very focused, you know. Yes. <laughs> As you know. But anyway, so that, I'm going to finish that off. Um, which, in another time, I'll lead it into the importance of abortion. Yeah. Why it's got to be legal. Uh, you know, well, because yes, of with this, this experience and what I could have gone through again. So, uh, with any other pre pregnancy and carrying a dead body. Yeah. For a nine months, damn people, old men, who, whatever, abortion rights. Okay. Let's take a sip of this lovely All coconut. Right. Put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the island the episode. Let me get feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Yucky. Bye. Yucky. <laughs>